Welcome back to Extreme Moderation. I'm your host, Ian Bush, and this is a podcast about achieving goals with minimal effort. In uh, this episode, we sit down and talk with uh, Vic Ballard, former running back for the NFL, and uh, we go through his his day-to-day and just what inspires him, man. It's, it's an amazing story. So I appreciate you listening, and here we go. Uh, just a quick disclaimer before uh, before we dive right into the episode. Uh, for whatever reason, the audio didn't sync up too well between Vic and I. So uh, if it sounds like I'm stepping on him the entire time, please know that that is not the case at all. Uh, for whatever reason, there's a little bit of latency between our uh, our audio on, on either end. So... Uh, don't let that detract from from the actual episode itself. Uh, please, please listen and enjoy. Uh, Vic has an amazing story to tell. So, again, thanks. Vic, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Uh, just so you know, we are we are already live, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's my first time. First first time doing a podcast. So. Okay. Right on, man. Well, uh, this is actually my first uh you you're my first guest for the podcast. So man, I I'm I'm really appreciative of you uh you agreeing to do this. Oh no problem, man. It's uh you know, I haven't talked to you in a while, so you know, it'll be fun catching up. Dude, it's been what, fifteen, sixteen years? Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a long time since uh since Pasadena High. Well, you graduated in '07, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been a minute, man. Dude, that is that is wild. It's it's crazy to think that much time has passed. Um, but you've been a, you've been up to a lot of stuff within the last sixteen years, man. Uh, you mind sharing a little bit about that? What, what do you want me to start at? Man, that is it. This is this is wide open for you. So. Man, if you wanna if you wanna start back to Mississippi State and go from there, um, that is that is up to you, man. Um, I, I think I'll start. Um, you know, when I when I, I feel like, you know, beginning at that point, um, or starting at that point, would you know give, you know, meaning to other things that happened in my life. So. Um, Yep, I'm still here, man. I'm just listening. Can you hear me? Oh. I had put my AirPods in. I didn't know if it switched over or not. But so, um, it's 2008, um, you know, signing day, um, and I don't have any scholarship offers. So, um, actually, I had one. I had a partial scholarship to. Um, to uh, Gulf Coast, Perk. And um, I signed with Perk that morning. And later on that day, Jackson State called and said, hey, we got you a full ride. And, uh, and I was like, man, that's great. You know, uh, I thought I was going to have to go to JUCO, but now I got a university knocking at my door. So um, I was excited, but, you know, uh, deep down inside, I, I, I really wasn't um, too anxious about getting to Jackson State because, I didn't mention, but um, maybe like a week prior, I had 
I had took an official, official visit to the University of Arkansas, and I saw myself playing at a big school like that. So uh, make a long story short or to fast forward, um, I, I signed a scholarship, but I, I didn't end up going. Um, I actually chose to go to the JUCO because I was like, if I want to play on the level as same as uh, Arkansas, no, I need to I need to take a gamble on myself and go to junior college, even though you know that was offering a partial scholarship. You know, I saw it as an opportunity. So, um, got to Perk, and you know yeah, things were rough, man. <laughs> I was playing I was playing out of position. You know, we got the bare minimum. You know, basically no amenities. You know, you got one pair of cleats, one pair of gloves. You know, I was trying to learn a new playbook. Um, we were still doing two days back then. It rained you know, all day every day. Our dorm was getting renovated, so we had to live in one of the older dorms. It smelled. Um, it was just a lot of things going on that, you know, for me, um, no, I wasn't enjoying my experience. And I actually thought about quitting. You know, I, uh, I got inducted into the Hall of Fame up there, um, actually twice, but the second time was um, about two weeks ago, and I told him the story about, you know, how, how I thought about quitting. I, I never told anybody that story, but I was sitting in my locker with tears in my eyes during tour days, man. I was like, I, I don't think I can keep doing this. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not cut out for this game anymore. But you know, I stuck it out, and like I said, um, it, the end result was me was me being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. But um, you know, to get back on track, I um, like I said, I stuck with it. Ended up, you know, doing an awesome job. Um, even even I was um, I led the country in rushing yards. Uh, probably touchdowns to first team All American, all the accolades you can have, you know, as a junior college um, athlete. <laughs> despite all, of, yeah, this, I know, right? Broke all the records. I broke like <laughs> broke like six records. Um, basically, all the offensive running back offensive records um, that a running back can break at Perk, I broke them all. I think I still hold them too. But um, like I said, despite all of that, all of that success. I, w- I really didn't have anybody knocking at my door. <laughs> you know, it was kind of the same situation as high school. You know, I, at high school, I did pretty good, but I didn't have a whole lot of people, you know, look- looking for me. So, um, fortunately, uh, it was kind of, you know, super random. Um, I was, it was sometime, you know, during my sophomore season at Perk, I went, I went back to Pasadena High because um, just to see, I'm a high school football coach, and while I was up there, um, one of the the coaches from Mississippi State was down there recruiting another player and was talking to him. So, I, you know, ironically, I, I just so happened to be up at, at, the, at the same time, and we exchanged contact info, and that's how I started talking to Mississippi State. And um, from there, you know, they offered me a scholarship. Eventually, ended up going up there and, you know, signed with them. Uh you know, kind of the same process as when I first got to Perk. You know, was, you know, when I first got on campus, man, the the work before football even started, it was just the workout. Imagine the workouts were so tough. Like, man, it was tough. It, it's like some of the stuff they had us doing. You know, I tell people today, and it's like, man, like, how did you survive? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but you, you just get used to it, and uh, you know, it definitely built a lot of character. But me and, my, me and some of my teammates today, you know, we, we talk about it and, you know, we, we laugh about it now, but back when we was going through it, man, it was some of the toughest things that, uh, you know, we went through. But um, like I said, it, it was a character building a couple of years and I, I enjoyed every bit of it. 
Um, but fast forward, you know, a little bit more. I said once I was able to 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 stomach the workouts, um, you know, I, I started, you know, I started, uh, you know, making strides and eventually um, was able to trans transfer uh, that whole workout I was doing in the in the, um, in the weight room onto the field, and you know, I was able to gather a couple accolades, uh, you know, playing on the field also. Um, I think I made uh, my first year, so it would be my junior year at Mississippi State. I was honorable mention all SEC, um, led the led the SEC in touchdowns. I had like 20, 20 total yeah. touchdowns my first year at Mississippi State, <laughs> and that was uh like yeah that was a league that was a league best <laughs> that was a league best that year. Um, then my second year at Mississippi State, which would be my senior year, um, I made second team all SEC. You know, it was following uh, Eclipse a thousand yards that year. I like twelve touchdowns. Got invited to your senior bowl, the combine, and you know, uh, pretty much, you know, all the things that you want to accomplish. Your, you know, while you're in college, you know, I, I think you know, I was able to do in between um, Perk and Mississippi State. Um, like I said, uh. Went to the senior bowl. It was an okay experience. Uh, went to the combine. Uh, didn't do as well as I like to. Ended up, you know, tripping in the forty. <laughs> ironically, uh, ironically, Indianapolis was the ones that ended up drafting me. But uh, um, like I said, went uh, went to the combine. After the combine, I had a couple workouts with different teams. Then uh, before the before the draft draft rolled around, you know, I'm thinking. I, honestly, I thought I was going to go to the Patriots. Um, Cause they was they were showing me a lot of interest. Indy showed me no interest um, during the combine. Um, I was thinking maybe early I can go third, late you know seventh, you know. But I was like, okay, I, I you know just judging off the potential or, or what I thought uh, the p- potential I had stacked up against the other running backs. I was like, you know, I should get drafted at very minimal. But you know, at the high on the high side, I could probably go third round. Um, Third round pick coming around from New England, yeah. <laughs> you know, they chose some guy from Arkansas. And I was like, well, I guess I'm, not, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to New England. And uh, it was uh, actually during the draft, St. Louis called me, um, and they were like, you know, you know, we still got you high on our board, and it's like the fourth round, end of the fourth round right now. I was like, we still got you high on our board, you know, but you know, worst case scenario, we want you in as a free agent. And when he told me that, you know, it kind of crushed. It kind of crushed me because, you know, like I said, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, at very minimum, I'm getting drafted. Um, and you know, me, me being older, or, or honestly, man, what you know, being drafted or undrafted, at the end of the day, it really don't matter. <laughs> it just it, the only yeah. thing that matters is do you produce. If you produce, you'll get you get the opportunity, and you know, things go from there. So. You know, everything is 2020 now, but uh, in a moment, I was crushed about the possibility of not being drafted. <laughs> but uh, like I said, uh, some, some more time went on, and uh, eventually I was just like, man, forget it. You know, I'm either, I'm either going to get drafted or I'm not. And um, maybe, you know, after those thoughts, maybe about 20, 25 minutes later, you know, I saw my phone ringing, and uh, I actually told my cousin to answer it because I was like, man, forget this. You know, I had a little draft party, so I was like, I'm around my family. You know, my friends, I'm about to enjoy myself. You know, if it happens, it happens. But if it don't, oh well. So I kind of stopped, you know, worried about my phone ringing. And uh, like I said, the phone actually rung. I told my cousin to answer it. He was like, oh, no, I think you should answer it. So 
I answered it, and it was Indianapolis. And uh, they asked me, say, you know, how would you like to be a coach? And I was like, man, you know, uh, I would love it. And, you know, that's how I ended up being drafted. Um, so that's kind of a, a quick overview of, you know, 2008. Uh, until that's a, that's a lot to endure so, in, in just four years, you know, man. Wanna... Um Let's uh let's go back to two thousand eight, man. Talking about um, you're sitting in the locker room thinking about quitting. How did you, uh, man? What what was your thought process like? How did you how did you get through that? Is is there things that you told yourself like, you know, what were your coping strategies? Um. So, it, honestly, I you know in the moment I really don't remember, but the one thing I do remember. Like I said, I was I was sitting in my locker, and uh, like literally, literally to the point of, of almost having tears in my eyes because that day specifically, um, it was it was raining, it was muddy, um, it was only two people in my position, and the guy ahead of me had got hurt, so I had to do all the first team reps, all the second team reps, all the scout team reps, um, even and on top of that, special teams, so. You know, it Jeez. it was no time I really came off the field, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was it was rough, man. And, and like I say, we was doing two days, so imagine doing that two times in one day, and uh, and these are full padded full padded practices. And uh, like I said, I'm sitting in my locker, and you know, I was literally about to get up and go talk to the coach, and you know, something something made me say, you know, just you know, see if I can suffer through this for <laughs> for one more day. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of, not, you know, everybody don't get the opportunity to play, you know, past high school. So I was like, you know, suffer one more day, you know. And then that one, one more day, you know, turned into a week. And, you know, that, that week turned into, you know, months. And eventually, you know, things got easier. Um, or I, should, I say they got easy. Maybe I just got used to the difficulty. But, um, like I said, I was able to go from suffering to thriving. So, um yeah, man, I, I can't tell you like like what it was, but you know, like I said, just just me telling myself, you know, stick it out to the end. Yeah, you know, man. See how, see how Sorry, I, man, I am I am totally fangirling over here. Like, you know, I remember when we were in high school, man. Um, and and you've you've always struck me as as a very humble right. dude. Um, but you know, moving forward and achieving all those accolades, man, that is that's that's a that's remarkable. I I know. Um, I know your presence alone in Pascagoula, man, you, you've become somewhat of a, a hometown hero. Dude, that's it's amazing. Um, so what are you what are you up to now, man? What's what's the new endeavor? Uh, so uh so um my uh things didn't work out in in the NFL like I wanted them to. You know, I uh ran into a lot of injuries and you know, things like that. So um 2016, uh, I signed with New Orleans and got cut from New Orleans. And, you know, since I was so close to home, I was like, you know, I might as well move back home and figure out what's next for me. So while I was in Mississippi, uh, I was like, no, I, you know, initially when I went to school, I, I wanted to go for engineering, but they kind of they kind of um, advised me not to do it. Um, so you know, I'm sitting I'm sitting at home in Mississippi like, man, you know, I am. <laughs> I really don't have anything going on, you know. I was doing some little real, you know, little real estate on the side, so I was like, you know, I might as well go back to school for what I wanted to initially. So, um, 
and I was able to get a scholarship to do so also. So I was like, you know, it's a no-brainer for me right now. So um, I enrolled back in school for mechanical engineering, and uh, that was 2017. And um, so I've basically been in school ever since then, with the exception of um, basically last year, because um, I took a year a year off because I had uh, I was actually working for the NFLPA. Um, that's the that's the players union for the people that don't know um, up in Washington D.C. But uh, you know, once I left that job, I decided you know I'm gonna go back go back to school to finish. So this is my second semester back. I should be finished next year. Yeah, sometime, man. Of so course, keep, of course. Man, I've, I've been silently <laughs> rooting for you over here, man. Um, you know, see, seeing you get drafted to to the Colts, and then later on getting drafted to the Saints, man. I like I've I've, I've been like I'll, I'll tell my wife like, oh my God, Vic Ballard, he just got signed to the Saints. You know, so man, like. It, it's like I said, man. It's truly remarkable to see how much um, how much you've accomplished. Um, so, so going into your your mechanical engineering, where are you going to school now? I'm at a uh, university of okay. Central Florida. I'm so you're you're living down there now? Yep. Yep, I am. Uh, I guess I came out here um, in 2017. So since around summer 2017 man i can i can only imagine the weather down there is amazing yeah it's it's you know it's kind of crazy and uh that you know how you know basically half of the country was in a snowstorm and you know i'm walking outside to check my mail (laughs) with with my shirt off you know over here in florida so it's like (laughs) it's like uh you know I kind of wanted to poke fun at some of my friends, but you know, once I kind of you know, uh, you know, saw, saw the severity of the things that was going on over there, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just save that one because <laughs> it'll be distasteful. I mean, it, sometimes right it's necessary. You know, you gotta poke your friends a little bit. <laughs> I know, I know, I do, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's. I definitely wanted to, but like I said, I was like, you know, I, I think I'm just throwing off on that one because, you know, there's people. I, I was actually watching videos earlier, man. You had people, like the pipes were bursting in their homes and like the the uh, the ceilings of their the houses were caving in from the busted pipes. Yeah, no I kidding. Like, man, uh, I know a lot of people. Um, so you got like your, your major monopolies within Texas and then. You got your other areas that are on completely different power grids going through uh, different companies. Man, they were getting like $1,200 bills for their electricity during that time. It's insane. That's crazy. That yeah, I was, uh, crazy, bro. I was actually yeah. down in San Antonio um, a little over a week ago. I was out down there for two weeks, man. Um, so I went from North Carolina to San Antonio. And, of course, like we were getting the weather during that time. And then... I'm in San Antonio, just hanging out on my on my patio, like talking to my wife, like, "Yeah, the weather's great here." The <laughs> day after I left, it dropped oh, down to seven good. degrees. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I'm I'm lucky to be out of there. It's crazy, but uh, man, to get back on yeah. track, um, you know, with with all of these accomplishments, the amount of work that you put in, um, undoubtedly, man, that that's some difficult stuff to endure. Um, I could definitely never imagine doing something like that, but you know, what, what's your motivation, man? Like if you had to attribute that to a person or just a mindset, like, you know, what's your motivation in all of this? 
Um, you know, my, my motivation comes from a lot of things. Uh, some of them are personal. Uh, some of them are, you know, just, you know, you get one opportunity in your life. And, you know, my thing is, um, you know, why not try to maximize it, you know? So that's that's kind of one of my driving factors. But the, I think I, I, uh, I attribute um, my early, um, you know, mindset or motivation or however we want to say it is to a, a guy named Nate Davis. I'm not sure if you the know The name him. sounds like familiar, yeah. Too. Yeah, Nate Davis. Um, so he was actually a football – he's actually a doctor now. But, <laughs> but back in the day, you know, we were all, uh, you know, playing football. And he was one of the guys that always pushed me. And, uh, like, we, we were doing dips in the weight room. He was like, you know, you know I did 30 more dips than – Know, we were supposed to how many did you do so okay i gotta go do 31 now <laughs> and and we just it was just things like that we was always in competition with each other but you know whether he knew it or not but you know he was kind of grooming um grooming me to be you know that hard worker you know I, I am and i was at the time so uh like i said like a combination of basically a combination of things that happen in life and my perception of life and you know um you know, among other things, like I said, that are personal. Um, that's what, you know, keeps a fire that's lit up on me. Man. That's, you know, I, <clears throat> it's always, it's always good to have a good like wingman right next to you, like pushing you that, that next step. Um, when we go into to the idea of yeah. extreme moderation, I mean, it's, it's an oxymoron. Like I, ch- I chose that title intentionally, but you know, Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. So, man, I, I admire that a lot. Um, and I'm going to, I'm probably going to take that to, to the next couple of podcasts, man, because that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Um, so, you know, you're, you're getting your degree in mechanical engineering. What's, I, I know you've got something else on the horizon that you're looking at. Like, what does that look like if you care to share Uh, <laughs> to be honest, man, I, re- I really don't. Uh, uh, for now, uh, it's definitely a challenge. So for now, it's just, you know, how can I make it to the top of the mountain? Because, <laughs> man, it's like, it's every day that passes, I, I want to pull my hair out because it's so much, it's so much uh, really like numerical analysis. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, it's, I mean, obviously it's things that I probably would like to do, but I'm not even thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about how, you know, how can I get to the end? How can I get to the top of this mountain? And I, I, maybe when I get, you know, closer to, to the end, uh, like I say, somewhere, you know, next year sometime, I'll start trying to, um, you know, narrow my focus on an industry where I would want to be. But for I hear now, that. Like I, I hear I'm that. How, how, old are you, how old are you now, Vic? 30, 31? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm 30. I'll be 31. In, Man, um, if you – this year. So, hypothetically, if you were to go back in time and talk to young Vic, what would you tell him? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, I'll tell him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we would have to have a sit-down for a couple of hours just, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I don't really have a whole lot of regrets, but, you know, there, there's definitely some things that uh, – and I would like to tell my younger self, but, 
the one thing I think I would really tell my, my high school self was to, or is to, uh, or will be, um, you know, read, like read books, like seek information. Because when I was, uh, I remember when I graduated, <laughs> when I, you remember oh, in, in grade terrible. school, you had to read those AR books. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so I remember graduating. I was like, man, like, I'm so happy I never have to read another AR book or just another book, period. And uh, when I graduated college, I'm like, man, okay, I'm, I'm graduated. You know, I have a degree. You know, I'm educated, you know, by society's standards. And, um, you know, I go to get my first apartment. And I find out I don't yeah. even know how to write a check, man. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like I, I, I was I just went through four years of college, you know, have a college degree, you know, read all these AR books, but <laughs> it's so much it's so much to life I don't know. And and you know, uh unfortunately a, a lot of people in my in my inner circle didn't know either. So uh like I said, I, I had to I had to, you know, get the information from somewhere. So I turned to, like I say, reading books, watching YouTube videos, and you know, all just different ways to learn because I got to yeah. the point where I was like, man, I don't know shit. No, 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 <laughs> you you're know, good, man. I don't know if I can trust on <laughs> here, but I was, I was like, I don't. I, don't. <laughs> so I, I was like, man, I don't know anything. Like, you know, I felt like in, in relation to, you know, a lot of people who I grew up with, and I was probably one of the, the, the few that had a college degree. So like I said, in my mind, I'm educated. I'm smart. But in reality, I ain't no thing, man. So seek information, bro. Like keep <laughs> keep Is there any particular author you process. uh you kind of leaned on more? Uh I wouldn't say one particular author, but there were definitely uh it was I would say two or three that was definitely impactful for different reasons. Um you know, if you listen to any finance podcast or anything that deals with money, you know, you hear Robert Kiyosaki's name threw around because of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's kind of, you know, at this point, it's kind of cliche, but that, that that book, when I read it, was definitely uh, you know, transformative for me because um, for a lot of different reasons, you know, just the, the, the idea of debt and, you know, what being rich and poor, you know, in terms of what he thought anyway, it was, uh, you know, definitely eye-opening. Um, in a different breath, uh, it was a, okay. a book called, it's a book called Road Less Traveled and it's by, it's a, it's about Scott Peck and, um, it's a, uh, it's kind of hard to explain, man. The, the vocabulary in it is dense. Well, when I read it, it was dense anyway, because it's like, it was so many words I had to Google cause I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand the meaning of it. And, uh, but, um, it's a, basically it's a self-help kind of type book uh i'm looking at it now it says the the title of it is uh roll less travel and new psychology of love okay traditional values and spiritual growth and um it, it was good for me because um it basically you know it it's it shined a light on all the blind spots i had in my brain you know the way i thought um you know whether people know it or not it's uh people think in patterns you know and for me if if you're imagining a house, I mean your um, your brain as a house, yep. you know how houses have walls. So if if you're in one room, you can only see what's inside of that room. 
you can't see on the other side of the wall unless you, you know, walk out, walk through a door. So for me, this book in particular, it knocked those walls down, you know, so now I'm able to sit in one space and see everything, you know. No, that makes clearly, perfect sense, man. If that um, makes sense. You know, getting getting into the depths of that, man. At, le- at least the philosophy of it. Um, you know, I can, I can simp- I can totally sympathize with that, man. Because the last, at least the last three years for me, I've, I've tried to read more. I've tried to understand things way outside of my my comfort zone. So, man, I can, I can get down to that. You said that Scott Peck, the Road Less Traveled. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was it's great, man. Like if if I showed you my copy, I got I got a highlighted marks everywhere in there because it was it, like you know I was uh maybe twenty three, twenty four when I read it, and it's like every time I read something, it was like a like a bomb going off in my brain, and I would just have to like sit back and like like digest it. Like some things I would be digesting it for like a day or two. Like, man, that's some deep stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff that I would have never thought about. And as a result, like, it's like, okay, like your your brain or the way you think about something changes, right? And it doesn't, it's not limited to that one place. Yep. Like when that changes, something else changes. It's like kind of like a chain reaction, you know what I'm saying, in your brain. So like a lot of my thinking patterns that's will change awesome, because of that book. Um, <clears throat> So is it, so you said you read that at, at what, 23? 23, 24, something else. How many times have you gone back and read it? Sometimes. Man, look, some days I'll just go back, put it on my shelf, and, uh, you know, read some of the portions that I highlighted because, like I said, when, when I read them, man, that was so, it was so impactful. Um, and it was it was you know written a long time ago. I can't remember what year, but you know the thing still ran true today. Um, it was you know it it it, it dives into a, a lot of deep stuff, man. Like basically, like it it you know you know how sometimes when people have those big questions in life. I feel like this book shines light on those big oh, questions, yeah. or some of them anyway. So, so so it, it's definitely man. Let, let's let me step back a little bit, man. So what is, what is a day in the life of Vic Ballard look like? Yeah. <laughs> right now, man, a lot of, a lot of math, a lot of, a lot of physics, <laughs> a lot of schoolwork, man. Like I was, uh, I, right now I'm kind of deep into it. Um, last semester, it wasn't that bad, but this semester, man, for some reason, it's like I, I can't catch a break. And even when, when I do catch a break, I can't really do the things that I, I, you know, I like doing in my free time because I just want to relax. Um, you know, I'm a car guy. So, you know, for me, I like being in my garage, you know, taking taking parts off, putting parts on, you know, modifying stuff, or really just doing anything with my hands, period. But like I said, right now, man, I'll be so tired from uh, the schoolwork. You know, whenever I got downtime, I'm just chilling. Like, I don't want to do anything. Literally last, literally last night, uh, I had free time, and I like watching YouTube videos also. But yesterday, I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to watch YouTube videos. I didn't want to be outside, you know, in my garage doing, you know, doing the things I like to do. It's like I just wanted to sit in silence. 
So that's what I did for about two hours. I, I, I bet that's it. cathartic, though. It's it's nice to have that it's time. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I need it because, like I said, uh, uh, schoolwork is taking over my brain. But completely monopolized my time. Um, uh, I was actually, um, I was trying to uh, figure out a tip. This is a funny story. I was trying to figure out a tip, you know, at a restaurant. And I'm so used to doing like calculations and, you know, you know, rounding your answer to so many decimal points. So I was trying to get, you know, 20% of the total or whatever my, you know, my total was. Um, and <laughs> on the receipt, I wrote out like four decimal points. <laughs> I'm like, like who write, who, who writes out four decimal points on a, you know, on a tip? It was like point six oh thirty seven or something like that. I just had to laugh at myself because I'm like, man, I'm not doing a math problem. I mean, it's a math problem, but I'm not, yeah. like, you know, doing schoolwork. <laughs> so it's just like it, it just, like that just shows you how how in it I am, man. It's like, I can't, I can't. And, and you're probably doing this in your head too, <laughs> which probably freaks out, freaks the people around you out too, right? Uh, Sometimes, yeah, man. Uh, Cause shit, man, when I was taking, uh, uh, well, at this point, a lot of the calculations I do, I, you know, I, uh, they're pretty dense. So I, I got to use a calculator. Um, but and when I was taking uh, like my calculus classes, um, so I had to take calc one, two, and three. And for calc one, two, and three, they they didn't allow us to use cal- uh, calculators, so you had to do all the calculations in your head. So um, I kind of got used to Man. You know, doing things in my head. I, so I'm horrible at math. I will whip my my phone out for the simplest problem. My wife and I we go out to dinner, man, and <laughs> you yeah. like more often than not, I'm the one paying the the check because you know it's the gentleman thing to do, right? And uh, She'll take one look at the receipt. She's a finance major, so you you guys would probably get along great in the math realm, man, because that's way outside of my world. I'll I'll lock myself in a bedroom and write for hours. Like that's that's my thing. Um, But I'll pull my phone out to calculate a tip, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's this number." Before I can even type it into my calculator, I get so frustrated, man. I'm like, I I don't know how you guys do it. (laughs) I mean, tip. Tips are kind of uh, as long as you you know you stand within the tens. Tips are pretty easy, uh, you know, ten, twenty percent. You know, basically you moving decimal points around and multiplying by two if you do twenty percent. But um, I got yeah, another book for you, another book recommendation. <laughs> you say you bad with numbers, all right? So it's a book called A Mind for Numbers, and it's basically a, it's not a it's not a math book or anything like that. It's, a, it's basically a psychology book. So the woman that wrote it, she was like any, you know, everybody else who says, you know, I'm not good at math. You know, she in college, she, um, her first time in college anyway, she intentionally chose a major where she wouldn't have to take any math. Sounds familiar. And she ended up going to the military and was a translator. And basically her, her job became obsolete. And she was out of the military. She was like, okay, I, I need to figure something else out. So she was like, I'm going to go back to school for engineering. <laughs> so she, you know, she started like Math 99, whatever math you take before college algebra or something like that. And uh, basically, you know, built her 
her knowledge of numbers or working with numbers up. And throughout that process, she was able to, you know, basically have a, a look into how her brain learned the best. And she took some of those techniques and put them in a book. I mean, they're, they're not techniques that she came up with. It was just techniques, I think, that worked for her that were, um, you know, scientifically researched over time. But it, like I said, it just gives insight into how, how people's brains work. And for me, when I read it, because I was, so I never felt like I was weak at math, but I, uh, we, you know, when I first started out in engineering, I'm like, man, I got to take how many math classes? I'll take calculus one, calculus two, calculus three, differential equations, physics one and two. These classes I had never taken before. So I was intimidated. You know, I, I didn't have any confidence going in. And when I read that book, I was like, okay, you know, maybe I can do this. Because everything she was saying made sense. And like I said, here I am now. Uh, I've taken all those classes I, I just mentioned. I'm like two two math classes away from having a math model. So. I encourage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, it's, I it's definitely a skill that can be used up. all the time. Um, so, man, talking about your your relaxation yeah. techniques now, how much does that differ from from your time in the past? Like, obviously, now you're kind of focused more on you know knowledge based skills and and that sort of thing, and and obviously that that takes a toll on the body uh, and the mind. Um, but going back to your football days, is there anything that you correlate between now and then? Uh, any changes? Yeah. In terms of how I relax? Um, I mean, it's, you know, relaxing is relaxing. I mean, back then, um, so the funny thing is, um, up until my second year, well, the first time I got hurt, I told my ACL, I didn't, I didn't really have any hobbies because uh, you know, it was, I was either playing football or, you know, doing something for football or, <laughs> or hanging out with some chick. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just the truth, you know? So whenever I, uh, like I whenever I told my ACL, now I got all this, all this time, you know, like I, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was going out buying random stuff, like r remote control cars and all kind of things to try to, try to fill that time up. You know, I, I basically try to fill that, you know, that, that time up with a lot of stuff. And uh you know, something stuck and something's different. And that's that's actually that's around the time I had gotten to reading. Um but uh so reading stuck but a lot of things that uh I did didn't stick and um it's, it's kind of a process to try to figure out what I like doing in my free time. You know, how how did I like to relax because um you know, there's it's so much things in the world you can get into. And you just got to, you got to figure out what's right. Man, I'm, what, I'm what, sitting over here. For you. You've got interesting cars, uh, reading, reading books, YouTube. It sounds, it, man, it sounds like you're, you're really fulfilling mm -hmm. 24 hours out of the day. What, what's your sleep schedule looking like, man? <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of time. <laughs> uh Hey, yeah, so like, well, even even before I was in school, you know, I would stay up pretty late. Um, just like you said, just doing things that I like to do. I can, you know, when I I put together a car um, not too long ago, but um, you know, when it was still in the in the early stages, 
Now, I would be out in the garage for, you know, 12, 16 hours and didn't think twice about it. You know, I would only stop to, like, eat. So it's like, it, you know, it kind of goes back to that thing, uh, you know, that saying people say. Oh, for sure. You know, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I would be out there having fun and, you know, time would be flying by. So I, I really wouldn't get much sleep. But now that I'm in school, you know, I obviously can't do it as much. You know, I replaced all of that, all of that, uh, the time I spent in the garage, um, you know, doing schoolwork. It's not fun. <laughs> time doesn't fly. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still in there for hours on top of hours, man. So uh, I probably average about six. Still or seven pretty hours good. Of sleep <laughs> I think I'm I'm sitting about the same, yeah. man. On a on a good day. Yeah. But uh, you know how much how much of how much of your time do you do you invest in your hobbies? Because like undoubtedly, you know, going to school and continuously thinking about math, something that just stresses the hell out of the brain. I mean, in my opinion, um, how, how much time would you say you dedicate to, <laughs> to your hobbies? Right now, like I said, it's pretty minimal. Uh, I wish it was more because, you know, I'm the type of person I believe in balance. You know, too much of anything is, uh, you know, it's, it's you know it, it, it it's like you have too much fun and then it you know too much too much of doing one thing eventually yep. you have it derails everything time, you know? so um yeah so it's like you know ideally I would want to you know spend half my time with school work spend half my time doing the things I like to do um but right now um you know uh, priorities got to take over and unfortunately my priorities eat up a lot of my time so. Right now, as far as hobbies go, um, I'm not spending a whole lot of time. And then maybe an hour or two a week. That's awesome. But like I said, ideally, I, I would want to oh, yeah. you know, do about half or half. So, um, you know, as we as we wrap up, man, uh, is there anything out there that you, you know, one piece of advice that you can give uh, to somebody that's, I mean, you being a guy that is that has tackled so many goals um sorry i'm still in awe here we are 40 minutes later and i'm still hung up on on how many things you accomplished it's amazing um you know th this is more more or less geared towards the novice or you know somebody that's that's really stepping outside their comfort zone is there any any piece of advice you could offer them mm, for somebody who's stepping out of their comfort zone um, you know, be patient uh, with yourself, be patient with your progress because, um, and, and don't compare, you know, yourself, your progress to somebody else's because, uh, you know, everybody goes through a learning curve. Uh, some people's learning curve is, um, you know, longer than others, but, um, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other and, you know, you'll get to where you want to be in life. Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, Simple really no but complex. It's awesome. Hard work. Hell yeah. Well, Vic, man, yeah. it is. It has been awesome to have you on the show. Um, definitely, definitely a high point to start with. I mean, you were my first guest, so man, I'm I'm anxious to anxious to see uh, how how much oh, this man. impacts listener, listenership. Man, you've got an amazing story. Well, I mean. Hopefully it does well. 
if it's if it gets broadcasted out, well, I mean it's it's on a platform, but um, if it does good anywhere, I, I know it'll do, probably do well in uh, awesome. Indiana and Mississippi. Well, Vic, man, <laughs> I will let you get back to it. I know you got some stuff to to take care of today, but man, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Wow, what an incredible story. Vic Vic is an absolute animal when it comes to to you know taking down his goals. I mean, you know, we captured it in just just 40 minutes, but I know that there's so much more there that um, that he's accomplished. So, uh, you know, if you're out there and you've got a unique story or you you've accomplished something that you that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. I currently have a, uh, a an Instagram page that's set up. Um, also on the, the Instagram page, you can find the, uh, the link tree there. There's other various platforms that the uh, podcast is being broadcast on. So please stay tuned. We've got some more content coming up, uh, here in the next, uh, I don't know, month and a half, maybe really depends on how, how, uh, motivated I stay with this thing. And of course I would be a hypocrite if I didn't apply some of these te- techniques, uh, to, to what I'm working on, because this is my current goal right now is delivering quality content to you guys but i digress um if you're out there and you're listening to this and you find motivation in uh and what's being said then uh apply these techniques and apply these ideas in a way that works for you and keep crushing your goals <laughs>